Welcome to the Level 85 Rogue Podcast, Fleshy. What you're about to hear may hurt those delicate little ears of yours. Such gutter speak is sometimes not for ears like yours. Perhaps my blade may amend that situation for you. Prepare to shadow dance. You don't have enough energy for the Forsaken. Welcome everybody to the premiere episode of the Level 85 Undead Rogue Podcast. Dedicated exclusively to the world of Warcraft. I am one of your co-hosts. So I am Ian Bergen. And accompanying me on this podcast is my good friend James Hartman. James, take it away. Hey everybody, I'm James. I uh, played primarily a paladin. Um, enjoy WoW an awfully lot. and At least until Guild Wars. Oh, James. Them some dirty words for this podcast, my friend. They're very dirty. Um, I'm looking forward to Mr. Pandora, but I'm also looking forward to Guild Wars 2. We'll see which one goes out, but right now I'm, I'm still rooting for Blizzard to at least uh, pull through. Cool. Hmm. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. We'll see. But in any case, if you're checking out this podcast, thank you for joining us. So, uh, this episode, we are going to be talking about the World of Warcraft cinematic, which got revealed the other day at Gamescom. We're also going to be talking about the opening up of the races to uh, uh, people who play at any of the expansion levels, which was just announced the other day. The announcement also, you know, it's been a big week of announcements. The announcement also that 5.0, when that actually goes live onto the... Uh, live servers. Getting into it first, we've been waiting for some time for the uh, cinematic, the opening cinematic for Mr. Pandaria that's been touted. And we were told uh, a while ago by Blizzard that they weren't going to be having their usual BlizzCon shindig this year. So they were going to be uh, announcing this at Gamescom in Germany. You know, not a, not a US event, a European event. And James, this cinematic, holy shit, it did not disappoint. It definitely did not disappoint. I like the whole thing where they focused on the Horde and the Alliance fighting at the beginning. They said Mr. Pandora was going to be this huge expansion focusing on the internal conflict rather than everyone banding together against the common foe. Um, so that's exactly how they kicked off the cinematic right away with that. And then going forward, they introduced the uh, Pandera and the actual uh, Panda race, uh, Pandarians. And... It was a phenomenal fight scene. Uh, uh, a little bit of humor in the middle there where uh, the human orc do actually kind of team up. And then they just get this glimpse of the amazing uh, city um, before them right there off the coast. You know, for those who haven't seen it, I'm guessing the only people who haven't seen it at this stage are those who've been living under a fucking rock for the last couple of days, and their first contact with this fucking trailer is going to be through our podcast. So basically, the, sh- the long and short of it, this, the cinematic opens up with these two beautifully uh, presented ships. It's a it's a horde uh, boat, and it's an alliance boat, and they're just fucking going at it, in, in obviously, uh, near the maelstrom. And, you know, they take each other out and we cut to a giant orc who just looks like a cross between the Incredible Hulk and an orc just clambering onto the beach. And we see one of the the Stormwind naval officers fashioning himself a, 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 a pointy stick using a, a broken part of his sword and going out into this land and looking kind of daunted, which then comes to... Uh, hearing the alliance 
naval officer hearing a shuffle and you know this big fucking hulk of an orc just appearing on the on a rock face up above him and getting his roar on and then coming down and those two just going ding ding and getting it on only for uh the the orc to tear off this giant mallet looking piece of of, of the, the areas they're in and try swing it around you know thinking like he's thor but he's not and and then the Pandaren uh, appear in the form of, and I think it's Chen Stormstout, and he just fucking owns the place like he's Neo in the Matrix with some of the moves that he's popping up. Even to the point where the orc and the human then feel like they have to work together to try and defeat this guy. And then when all the fucking smoke clears and everything else, there's this beautiful look down into one of the Pandaren valleys. And it picks up from there. And, oh, dude, you know, we hear so much about Blizzard trying to get a movie done. They should just fucking make it themselves. This is the (laughs) most beautiful of of all the cinematics that they've done. And you know what? I don't think there's anyone out there who could have, like, presented this and made this look more beautiful than they have. I mean, how I hats off to them, dude. If they do a great job with their storytelling on their own, um, in addition with their cinematic team is phenomenal. All their games, uh, even though I was a little bit let down about Diablo 3 as a game itself, but the cinematic for it, oh my goodness, it got me so amped to play it. Um, it it's, it's just a something, beautiful thing. Yeah, it's just something where they've been trying and trying and trying to you know, get this actually produced. Where, I mean, there's such a large company, especially with Activision, they should just look into producing it themselves, a, a separate division. Um, I think they have the capability and manpower to handle it themselves. Because as far as it's been delayed at this point, it, it would have been out by now. If well, Raimi's no longer even involved in it. Yeah, exactly. So it's... It's something that keeps on getting passed around and then put on back burners and then the director or producer or anything like that will be offered something else where they'll feel that that should have higher priority on it. Yeah, it's so. definitely. I mean, like the the one thing with this uh, cinematic when, I, when, when it appeared, and I, I mean, I got to see it literally minutes after it was shown at Gamescom. The, just how perfectly it captures... What I'd kind of expect, and what a lot of people have kind of expected from uh, this forthcoming expansion, and I mean the next X pack is due in just a little over, little over a month. It just the, even the humor is caught it just in very very subtle ways, and a lot a lot of people are like, I don't want any fucking humor in my Warcraft. It's fucking Warcraft, dude. I actually like the fact that this is going to encompass a, a kind of a slightly different tone because you know what, Cataclysm was fucking awful. Yeah, Cataclysm was uh, fun for the first two months, and then everything was done and everyone was bored. Um, Cataclysm for me was like a rerun of the previous five years of playing World of Warcraft. (laughs) Reused characters, bosses who just don't want to die, you know, Anixia, you know, like uh, they should just bring her back for the next one. I haven't killed her in, in a... Oh no! I killed her at the start of this expansion, in the first tier of it, and in the expansion before that, and in the expansion before that as well. Bring her back. Yeah, a lot of things that they had. They had really good lore um, in Cataclysm, but 
a lot of things that they did for bosses and boss encounters were reused mechanics. The only thing that they reused they added in reused environments. Oh yeah, definitely. The only thing that they really made unique almost was the uh, a third like a a third UI mechanic, which was like the sound wave barrier. Um, or corruption levels, uh, which were visually indicated rather than some kind of ticking debuff. Whereas normally, like in uh, with the Yogg-Saron fight, it was a like a a stacking debuff. Whereas this is now just an interface, you know, yeah. meter. Um, so it's not necessarily something completely new, but it was at least something extra added into it. But you it. know what? You're, we're talking about stuff that's been added into. One of the things that we did notice in this expansion was the new character model for Thrall, okay? Which a lot of people seem to take issue with. I really liked the look of that model. And when I look at the how the orc is presented in this cinematic compared to how orcs have been depicted in the previous ones, I'm really, really looking forward to how Blizzard are going to be changing up these models because that orc just looks so fucking badass. You know what? It would actually make me think about rolling back to playing Horde again even though I switched to playing Alliance after like nearly six years of playing... No, just shy of five years of playing Horde. So it would actually like make me think about rolling an orc again. Uh, but you know what? Even the human looked and we've seen the human in terms of like the Varian Rin uh, model in-game and how that looks as a human compared to everything else. It's very, very detailed and it's very nice i mean it gives me high hopes yeah and and i liked the new um the new design for thrall because it went back to the shamanistic thrall um and it was really in touch with like i'm a big fan of of world of warcraft lore or warcraft lore so so to me everything was phenomenal and went great um it was hyped up a little bit more than than it should have been. I was expecting a little bit more from it, but uh, as for the character model, I was I was glad that they went. And with the uh, leadership of Garash um, and the presence of Mister Pandora, a uh, Pandera rather, uh, they want to focus on that. You know fighting between Horde and Alliance. So to represent this, what better way to show a burly, beastly orc and to show a kind of swashbuckler human. You know, I actually want them to give me a outfit in-game that looked like that. You know, that kind of naval swashbuckler fucking deal. I really uh, want yeah. to see that. You know, yeah, that's, it looked like that a Just Navy. do that and that would be awesome. It would be pretty cool. Yeah, and that's something you haven't seen in game was any kind of thing to, like, relate to, like, a Royal Navy of some sort. Um, and that would really add a lot of depth, um, especially with the transmodifications. Um it could be a lot of fun. Do you know what? Uh, Speaking of transmogrifications, I actually seen in, um, I think it was on MMO Champ this week, they had um, a dig through the beta files. They actually found, you know, the, the straw hats that the Pandaren are going to be linked with. And you'll see an awful lot of them wearing, you know, those uh, dome peaked hats. They actually have got one of those, which is, I think, going to be from either a rep reward or you buy from a rep vendor. And it'll actually be one for like cloth, there'll be one for leather, there'll be one for mail, and there'll be one for plate. And I was just looking at them going, that is fucking awesome. 
Yeah, the the uh, I think they're like uh, what are they called? Like rice hats or coolie hats or something like that. Um, but they're the traditional uh, Asian or or Chinese um, kind of bamboo hat, uh, and those do look phenomenal no matter what race you're going to be <laughs> still and going to be playing the human paladins I'd, I'd be very glad to have one of those just fishing i think it would look awesome <laughs> yeah that'll be pretty cool and you know- it's in those moments fleshy when you're not sure if the living are really dead dead don't get all stingy with your blades i mean one more clean shot and that gnome could have avoided becoming a macan dead happy meal Woulda, coulda, shoulda. This week was just a fucking slew of announcements this week from Blizzard. It's like someone opened the tap over there and forgot to turn it off. Um, they announced that the as of the 5.0 patch, when that goes through on August 28th, okay, which coincidentally is the same date that uh, a certain other free-to-play MMO RPG... Uh, gets released into the world into the general population but <laughs> but they they're on this 5.0 release they're going to allow if you have got vanilla or you've only got up as far as say the wrath of the lich king for expansions you're one of those dudes who plays twinks or plays at those levels you'll actually be able to roll a worgen you'll actually be able to roll a goblin and when you will actually be able to, once um, Mr. Pandaria goes live, then later in September, you'll be able to roll and play a Pandaren as well. And I think it's really cool that they've done this, you know, bringing it all up to date. The one thing I would say with this, if they were going to do it, is, look, drop the fucking expansions, okay? You want to talk about expansions, just say to people, you go and you buy the game and you automatically get everything up to king up to and including cataclysm so you only have to buy one expansion because otherwise you're just getting into okay how big does the battle chest need to go and how many expansions do you want to get new players to have to buy to join into the game because we're no longer talking about original many original players anymore we're talking about bringing an awful lot of new players in and this is what this expansion is going to focus on it's going to bring in a whole new range of new players into it and the last thing that you want when you're bringing a lot of new players into a very very long established game and especially you know the biggest the granddaddy of them all in terms of mmorpgs and in terms of uh, just mmos in general 9.1 million you last thing you want to do is introduce like a barrier to entry which is a prohibitive cost to jump in and a like a, yeah. a dollar or euro cost now, there, or a there's cost. always that aspect of it um, where they're trying to ease, you know, the pain of players that don't have it. And unfortunately, the only way I, I really see this is race change money from people that haven't bought expansions. Uh, because there is probably going to be people that are going to want to change from orc to goblin and for the racial benefits that have a twink character um hey think about this pandarans warriors rolling around with war glaives <laughs> yeah and war glaives i think it's, on a pandaran warrior think about that yeah and i'm starting to more so think of it more so as a uh, a marketing kind of thing not to 
ease pain on people that don't have the expansions, but to ease up the weight of their wallet a little bit. Um, it's a great idea, specifically uh, from a marketing a- aspect. Uh, hey, bring more players I to the game. I'm happy. Yeah, I think it's something where they should start be adding um, content for free. Whereas with Dare coming out, they have Miss they have Mop and they have Cataclysm and they have Wrath. And I think at this point they should start looking at at least providing Wrath of the Lich King for free. Well, they kind of uh, did that with the, the scroll price. of resurrection players and the recruit uh, for those guys. They turned around and said, look, if we, no matter what expansion you have, we're going to take you right the way up to uh, Cataclysm. So now they just need to just go, look, you buy World of Warcraft and you want to jump in the game. You've got it. You buy it and you get uh, original Burning Crusade, Wrath of the Lich King and Cataclysm all in one. And then you just buy the new expansion and jump in. Bam, done. And then everyone's happy and then they get the new players and everyone wins. And then the only thing they have to worry about then after that is the 5.0 patch on August 28th. Guild Wars 2 launch day! Yeah, and that was kind of... That's another great marketing thing. It's the point to try and they want to make it to be a big day where people are going to decide, do I want to buy Guild Wars 2 or do I want to patch on that day and jump into the launch event for Mr. Pandera? Um, you know what? That's someone sitting over there in their offices who went, uh, you know what? We were, Openly, we haven't been worried about Guild Wars 2. We're a little bit worried about Guild Wars 2, especially when oh, we just dropped terrified. one point. You know what? They dropped 1.1 million. I'll bet they are shitting their shorts. But oh. someone over there went, you know what would be really cool? We dropped this the same day. People are like, you know what? Guild Wars 2, I'm going to go out and I'm going to drop my 60 bucks on it or whatever it is in my local store. Or I'm going to get the digital copy and play it. Uh-uh. No, you're not. You're going to be going checking out the new stuff from 5.0. Yeah, the only really good thing that um, Guild Wars did to try and combat Blizzard trying to hijack their dates was to play in the betas. You had to pre-purchase rather than pre-order. So they already have quite a few copies sold already. Um, of course, a lot of people aren't going to be able to buy it until the day, day it releases. But this has been marketing tactics, tactics from Blizzard for the entire time that Guild Wars has been ramping up for release. It's It's not that it's bad to do. It's just... Dickish. But you know what? It's you know what? It says something about the threat that they perceived about Star Wars the Old Republic versus the threat that they perceived from Guild Wars 2. Tells oh, you a very, very stark story. But I also think, you know, dropping one point one plus million players out of the equation, uh, that hasn't fucking helped things. Well, you can't really look at that too dramatically. Um one point one million? Did, I'd look at it dramatically. What is it? What is it now? A thirty percent buff or thirty-five percent buff for the Cataclysm? Oh, for Dragon uh, Soul. Yeah. yeah, I'm still running that, by the way. You know, it's and, and there's probably people listening to this going, "You're fucking what? <laughs> you you know, you're actually sick enough that you're still fucking running that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm still running it because I'm actually now tanking my way through it." One thing I never really paid attention to in this expansion with my Paladin was uh, tanking through stuff. It was. Either, you know, being a rat paladin or like healing atrociously. And you know what? Healing just on the paladin is just really, really not for me. So I decided, look, my guild is doing a bit of a shift. We're having two 10-man teams 
in um, the upcoming expansion for Mr. Pandaria. So we need a tank for that. And I used to tank quite competently on my Death Knight. So I'm jumping to uh, being a Paladin tank. Um, so I'm loving that. So I thought, look, I'll go and get used to it. You know what's funny is? I'm going to spend this time getting used to it only for on the 28th of August for the whole fucking thing to change. Because tanking and tanking trees, glyphs and all the rest of that radically change. Yeah, and and that's the biggest thing um, where I was going at with uh, with it being so close to the launch of Mr. Pandora, Pandera. Uh, Blizzard probably more isn't so worried losing about a million subscribers. Uh, they they lost the same thing relatively um, towards the end of Wrath. It's because everyone's finishing the content and has nothing to do. Like the only reason that I'm necessarily logging in still and not playing other games primarily is a bunch of my friends and I are going for Herald of the Titan because that's being taken out. Yeah, well, I'm uh, getting my nerd points on as well right now, so like, yeah, I know where <laughs> you're coming from with that. I love them nerd points. Yeah, and they're going to make Herald of the Titan be account wide, so I'm going to be getting it on a level 80 alt and then being able to do it and get the title. Um, I haven't got the patience to actually just go level <laughs> up a character to level 80, stop the experience gains on it, then go through the whole process of trying to gear it up to a, a maximum of 226 if you're on the uh, 10 man or. Two, three, two, isn't it? On the twenty-five man, yeah. Uh, I haven't got the patience for it. You know, I really should, considering how utterly patient I will be, and uh, the fact that I've got now got like four characters that are each over like six and a half thousand at least nerd points. Um, <laughs> you know, and I've even got one at eleven, another one at nine, another one at seven, and another one at six. I think my paladin's now closing, approaching on seven again, and a lot of people listen to that will go. Dude, you've a lot of fucking patience. I don't have the patience for Herald of the Titans. James Hartman is a man with the patience of a saint. <laughs> yeah, I've I've done insane, the insane in the membrane. Uh, not are... insane, in the, the insane. Um, You're nuts. It's <laughs> a lot of Dark Moon Fair cards, a lot, which oddly enough, we're working on right now for trinkets, but. Anyways, it, it's something that they're not so worried about, I'm sure, because they received the same dip when Cataclysm was about to come out. And what will happen is MOP will come out, they'll spike really high in subscription, and then they'll probably lose about half to one million about two, three months after, after everyone's cleared all the content again. Uh, it really depends on how long it takes to get between 85 to 90 and to clear all the content, which usually takes about a month yeah because um, they have recently just boosted that um the experience gain for an 85 to 90 they've they've increased it by 55 percent uh and again i like uh, uh, the in terms of the amount of experience you actually need not the amount of experience you earn per quest uh line or per scenario or per dungeon you go into it's actually like you 55 percent more experience per level i mean the end one i think is something like what is it? Three million experience or something like that for level to get for, go from eighty nine to ninety. Yeah. I mean, I understand. I mean, I think they're trying to stop people from burning through that leveling content really quickly. Yeah, the problem that they come along with that though is people don't want to start more like people that don't have a serious rating guild um, are going to feel that grind. They that's going to fucking hurt. That is a lot of grinding to do to 
get 90. Well, if they're it's, aiming it at the Asian market, the Asian market predominantly loves those grinds. Love them grinds. That's why all the gold farmers are in Asia and they're not in the US or in Europe. <laughs> yeah, they keep on telling themselves that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm hoping at least for them and, and their business model, they the grind isn't too overbearing for just the casual player. Uh, WoW itself has become a largely social game where a lot of people, like the majority of people that play are casual at this point. And they log on to go chat and talk and talk and talk, might run a dungeon for the daily and stuff like that. That's about it. Um, but I'm not I'm not so sure that they're worried about the subscription numbers right now. Uh, they'll be a lot more worried if, for some reason, uh, MOP doesn't sell well. I think that's their primary focus right now. Not not subs- uh, containing the hemorrhaging that they're losing from subscription subscribers, but more so focusing on the success of the launch of MOP. Yeah, I mean this. The, uh, we're we're now in the home stretch, and I mean. I mean, now next week's show, we're going to be talking about, you know, what people need to be aware of, the key points for patch 5.0. We may have a little talk about the, uh, you know, the the pre-expansion event. And, you know, the one for Cataclysm was kind of disappointing. I love the one for Wrath of the Lich King as much. Like, oh, yeah. People got really annoyed by that, by uh, their cities being infiltrated by zombies. I loved it, but a lot of people didn't. <laughs> but you know what? Next week's show, dude, we're going to be talking about all that stuff. It's going to be really good. Awesome. I look forward to it, and especially with the, any kind of new information they give us, especially since Gamescom was more so their BlizzCon. Exactly. Look, guys, thank you very much for joining us on our premiere uh, episode of Level 85 Undead Rogue podcast. Uh, I've been Ian. James, you've been... You're, Me? Yeah, you've been James. You've been you. Uh, look, if you want to follow us, check us out on Twitter. We're at at level eighty five so rogue. That's the word level, the number eighty five, and then rogue. Um, and yeah, if you've got any questions, feel free to tweet us. You can catch James on Twitter at Tackle Eater, and you can get me on at the Ian Thanks very much for checking us out, guys. Thanks for hanging out.